When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Blue Room post-match for Leeds United 1, Everton 1. Um, quite similar to the Brentford game at the weekend, I think a little bit frustrating, but one of those games where you think you probably could have won, you drew, but we probably could have lost as well. Uh, I'm joined tonight by Dave Downey to uh, pick the bones out of that one. Dave, we said at the weekend, after Brentford, it was hard to feel too despondent, even though a lot of people seem to be flapping it on Twitter. How do you feel after that tonight? Interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, it, it was me and you that did the post-match after that Brentford draw. And <laughs> I, I thought it was it was quite funny, really. The, the various, various opinions that we got thrown our way. Like, I had a few people saying to me, I think you're spot on there, saying that it was relatively positive and we, we you know, potentially could have won the game ourselves. And we, I thought we played well enough and whatnot. And then I had loads of other people slating us saying, that was appalling. We were really lucky to get a point. Um, <laughs> I think if I said this was really lucky that we got a point tonight, I think I'd be getting pelters from a lot of people because I thought Everton, I would go as far as saying this is our best performance so far this season. Um, and I think if you aren't of that opinion right now, I think you simply need to get in your mind that you've gone to one of the most difficult ways in the league. Um, I know Now I know people say, oh, Leeds nearly got relegated themselves last season. Yes, they did. Um, but that was with an, a new manager. But they are notoriously difficult place. Uh, Ellen Road's such a difficult place to go to normally because everyone, including players and manager, are in your face as soon as you kick off. Um, and to be fair, they absolutely battered Chelsea the other week, what, 10 days ago, battered them 3 0. Um, for, for Everton to stand up and decided to physically match them. I thought it was a huge positive for Frank Lampard. Um, look, it's it's is this the second time we've gone 1-0 up, isn't it, in our last two games and not won the game? Yes, there's there's a negativity to that. Um, but I, I genuinely thought we should, have, we should have taken all three points tonight. I think the elephant in the room, obviously, is Patterson's chance with 10 to go. Um, <laughs> and, and I think he did superbly well to get up there. He, he he was magnificent tonight. He got man of the match on on BT. I I thought that's probably about right. I thought Onana was brilliant as well in central field. Um, I said to you just before we started as well, and I know he's one of our favourite players, everyone's favourite players at the moment. But that was the first time I've watched the Wolby and thought, oh, that wasn't one of your best nights, that Alex. Um, and I'm just sporadically just going into 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 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, players one by one here Les but I think over, overall mate I, I thought that we were good enough for three points tonight and that was much more positive uh, performance from us um, and I thought you know we, we slot a pretty comfortable easy chance for Patterson we walk away with three points there and the fact that we haven't makes me feel a little bit sour mm. but performance wise it was a big step up the ladder for us I thought tonight yeah, I think I think with the Wobie just quickly on him, I think we're going to get a lot of performances like that from him where he's not 
not particularly bad, but he doesn't really do anything outstanding. A bit tired, do you think, as well, Les? Yeah, probably, yeah. Big physical game. He's done a hell of a lot of running. Yeah. Yeah. And you just think his his job there is to pretty much keep that midfield ticking over, which he did. He did for large parts. I think um, think one of the big things for me going into tonight was seeing the formation and the fact that he's gone 4-3-3. Now, we said at the weekend he probably should have switched it up towards the end of the game to go more attacking against Brentford. So I think the fact that Mason Holgate's out and the fact that, we'll come on to this probably a bit later, but the fact he didn't make any substitutions, the fact that he's changed his formation, kind of tells you that Michael Keane's not got a place in this side. The lack of substitutions kind of tells you that Allen's not got a place in this side. Rondon's not got a place in this side. Even as, you know, even as players to come on and replace tired legs. Because um, I thought that was really odd that he didn't didn't make the substitution. But on the on the formation first, are you happy with us playing like that? I am. I don't like the five at the back. I've said it all the time. And I just think tonight, you know, we created quite a few good chances. And playing the three in midfield, I think you get more out of Onana like we did tonight. And it does. There's more scope for getting the ball forward and creating chances. That that's that's my view on it. What, what do you reckon on it? Yeah, I, I completely agree on on the defensive uh, side of things. Look, I think I thought three three out of the four of them were, were brilliant tonight. Um, I think this myth that I think it's probably had the Wolves the Wolves manager since he was there for for Cody. Um, got their heads going, spinning all around the place, thinking that he couldn't play in a back four because tonight I thought he was really comfortable yeah, alongside that. This looked just like bread and butter to me watching those two at, at centre back. Um I wasn't I wasn't sitting there looking at it thinking, oh, you know, Cody's any comfortable at the back when he's got someone else alongside them. Um uh, there were less of the, those diagonals. I think we played a lot deeper, mm. which obviously should make it bread and butter for centre backs who are any good. Um, but it looked comfortable. More importantly to me, that less uh, every time I watched them, I thought they defended really well. The equaliser we receive. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm screaming. I, I thought I looked at Michalenko and I thought he looked yeah. the real the real weak link for us tonight. Yeah. And I've no idea. It's almost similar, and, and I hate to say this, but it's almost similar to that that game Liverpool when he played away at United, that uh, Van Dijk was getting pelters from James Milner, wasn't he, when he didn't come out yeah. and uh, tackle. He didn't put out and throw himself at Sancho when he scored the opening goal. I looked at that, and then um, who, who was it that scored that? Uh, Tyler Adams, was it? No, I can't remember. Who was it who scored? Oh, it was um, Sinistera. No idea who he is. Anyway, when this when this punter scored, I'm I'm looking at Michalenko when it shows you it from the end of the pitch zoomed in, and yeah, I think I think Pickford's yeah he is flat footed, um, but he's probably thinking that's getting put in his bottom right corner, and that's why he's gone that way. Yeah, but that ball that ball shouldn't be getting near the goal. It should have been a shot on target because. Michalenko needs to throw himself at that, absolutely throw himself at it and, and stop that from happening. So, um, look, I think a few people might say I'm being, being a bit harsh there, but I don't think I am. I think that was basic uh, def- defensive error that. Um, and, and sadly, it's been too... Because he, he, he was sort of, well, half responsible for the goal we conceded the Brentford, wasn't it? Um, by He was playing them all on side. If he just stepped oh, yeah, out... He was, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. So, I mean, I'm not yeah. going to go and start blaming that lad because, you know, it's it's a difficult one to blame. Yes, if I'm not ever thinking about what's going on in his own personal life and what's going on in his country and whatnot, 
then I'd be probably giving him pelters myself right now. But I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel comfortable saying that. But yes, he was down to uh, or, or part responsible at least for yeah. the, the two goals we've conceded. Goes- the, the other three, though, Les. The other three, massive. Uh, congratulate, say congratulations to the three of them because that was the best Everton defensive performance I've felt from well at least three of the back four. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlucky to concede, had Michalenko jumped out, they wouldn't have scored in the game, and we'd have taken three points into the derby at the weekend, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with what you said there about um, Tarkovsky and Cody. They look to me a solid pair of centre backs that are comfortably ahead of Mina whenever he's back, um, Holgate whenever he's back, and Michael Keane, I think it's pretty obvious that he's probably, when they're all fit, he would be the fifth choice of the of the five centre backs that we've got. So there's there's a there's a positivity there because we've seen we've seen the decent performances from the centre backs and that's the best one so far. So look, I know we're five games in, I know we haven't won a game. Um Plus line is that we're we're out of the bottom three uh, until tomorrow night at least. Um, so look, if you if you want to concentrate on things getting better, those tiny things which is sad enough to talk about, they're the things that that were gradually starting to grow into. But that was our most positive performance out of the five, I think today. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Ho- hopefully that puts the uh, the back five thing to bed. Although I wouldn't be surprised. Oh no, I suppose he's not going to play Mason Holgate. I'm going to say I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to it against Liverpool. But if Holgate's there, it looks like he's not got the appetite for it. So hopefully that'll put it to bed. And just on Mikalenko, I suppose those two goals we conceded there, it shows the margins we're playing at that the yeah. lad, he switches off twice and we concede twice. Concede, you know when you when we are playing like to the fine margins that we are, that's all it takes. And that's why your players have got to concentrate all game. As you say, I think Pickford probably could probably couldn't should have done better, but he just committed himself one way, which, you know, it's a mistake on his part. It was a terrible goal to concede. Um but we'll go to the other end of the pitch now and uh look at our goal that we did score, which again, it was um just like at the weekend the one Gordon scored, it was just another fantastic run into the box. Great touch and a great finish. I think Awobi, the ball played the, the ball from McNeil to Awobi's good. The ball from Awobi to Gordon's great, even though it gets a little bit of a um, gets held up by the Leeds player, doesn't really realise what he's doing. But the touch and finish from Gordon again is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's such a confident finish as well. I think um, it's the first time I've looked at him, uh, certainly tonight, and thought, oh, he loves a bit of piss taking here. He loves a bit of wise yeah. up. Seeing him having a, going head to head with that. Fucking clown that they've got it right back. Yeah, and th- throwing the ball away and stuff like that. Christiansen, whatever, it just looked like a bulldog to me. Yeah. Uh, didn't look any good at football either. But he, we, 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 the the point where he just, we, I think he, he nearly, we nearly get a goal, don't we, in that half as well, where he spins past their right back. Yeah. Just leaves him for dead, sprints down to, towards the, into the 18 yard box and squares it across. I also think as well, just I don't want to keep digging Mikalenko out, but just before we carry on with Gordon, there's a point where Mikalenko gets the ball and there's a simple pass right into the middle of the pitch where someone's sprinting towards the, I don't know if it's Gray or whoever else on the right hand side, sprinting into the eighteen yard box and I'm thinking you you slide him in and there's a second goal right there. Probably probably kills the game off. Um but you know That's just on that quick that, that, yeah. that's the worst part of Mikalenko's game for me. He 
he's he's very reluctant to play a forward ball. Yeah. But a fullback, who you think their instinct would be to kind of get down the line and get the cross in, he'll always need to turn back and play it backwards, yeah. which thinks he's got to get out of his game. I think yeah, he does. He, he's um, he, he's very percentage like a fullback, isn't he? Where oh, you know, what's the easiest thing that, that I need to do for us to keep the ball? Yeah. Where obviously the better players in world football are the ones that square it and play that inch perfect pass for you to score a goal. Yeah, I think more of that comes, and I think it will come. I think he's still a development defender, certainly in the Premier League as well. Haven't been here what eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's still that, a young lad as well, isn't he? Sorry, he's still a young lad as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, but going back to Gordon, um, there was the that's the first time I've watched him, and I'm sure other people will have said they've noticed this a lot earlier than I have. But I've I've been reluctant to give him, give him the hype that I've seen many talk about, especially since this connection with the the Chelsea potential bids and whatnot. Maybe he leaves the club in the next forty eight hours. Still remains to be seen. But I've never looked at him and thought. Oh, I like like a properly. Like that. I know he's a talent. We know he's got potential. Um, they're the things that I think is just bog standard that everyone could talk about. But uh, I think it's the personal feeling you have towards a player that yeah. either connects with it or it doesn't as a fan. And tonight's probably the first time where I've where I've looked at him and thought, you know, he gets it. Um, he he receives the ball and he, he seems to have that much confidence that he wants to rip. The first person that comes near him, and and to be fair, to him, he does it a hell of a lot. Yeah, uh, makes his goal magnificently well slotted between the the keeper's um, legs, and then I looked at him the celebration as well with putting his fingers in his uh, ears and stuff. I'm not too sure what that's about. Whether it's I need the fans to stop banging on about me, maybe leaving the club, or you know, I just want to say I just want to prove to people that I am as good enough to go for a ninety million pounds fee. Um, you know, again, it, it's it's quite sad, and it's probably an indictment that where the club is right now that we're still waiting to find out what happens in forty eight hours. Me and you couldn't sit here; we probably give a certain percentage on we think on what we think whether he stays or whether he leaves. You know, I I think right now, given the lack of time left, I'm I'm guessing that he probably stays. If he, um, if he leaves now, it's a disaster. Well, it is. It well, the thing is, Les, it, it comes twofold to me that you're saying it's a disaster. By and large, I agree, and and I agree by the fact that if he was to leave, we can almost certainly be sat here in forty-eight hours saying that this squad is so light, and yeah. we haven't completed the signings that we needed to complete, um, and and that's that's the main problem, I think. Now, I think I still think we, we I don't know whether you agree or disagree with this, but I still think that's a massive issue. Even if he stays, that we're still going to have massive issues because we will not have completed what we needed to do for the last two months. Yeah. Sure. Because I think, that by and large, I think everybody was saying it to me on social just before we started this. That bench was was actually it was vile to look at. When you think of you know, if you didn't know who those players were or who this club is, you see Everton start eleven versus that bench. I, I I'd be astonished if anyone thought that they belonged at the same football club. Yeah, just, uh, just when you look at who was on there, for anyone who doesn't know who was on the bench, and this you know. People have said Lampard's sending a message to the board. If he is, that is a huge gamble to take when you won all with 20 minutes to go. Your players are dead on the feet and you don't turn to anyone on the bench. But then when you look at the bench, Keane, Alan, Begovic, Andre Gomez, Coleman, Vinegar, Rondon, Mills, Welch. 
Yeah. What's to play with? There's it all. What, four games, nearly five games into a seat. Well, six games, even include the, uh, the Carabao. Uh, you're that, flat, that short into a season and you're still playing uh, on the bench. Well, three lads there who've barely kicked a ball for us uh, at all at first team level. Um, that that should show that, that. I mean, that if you're, I don't even know if he's asked watching it, Machiri, these days, but. You know, if you were to deliver a message to him, that that's pretty obvious, isn't it? When I think yeah. you'll still see people saying, "Why hasn't he not made the change?" That's not good from Lampard not to make a change. Well, firstly, it shows that he's got a massive set of balls not doing that, like you've said. But also, I looked at that squad and I'm I'm, I'm sitting here now thinking, yeah, normally on this post matches and everything, we'll we'll be at the top of the arguments that we maybe have is about what changes he should have made. And I think we're both sat here in agreement that can you blame him for not putting any of those players on from the bench that either A, he can't yet trust with the young lads, even though we'd love to see them involved now and again and when he can get on off the bench, maybe when we're winning games, you know, yeah. heaven forbid, shortly. Or, you know, do we look at it and think, well, the rest of them, Gomez needs to go, Alan needs to go. What else are you looking at on? It was Rondon on the bench, was it? Rondon he? was on the bench, yeah. Michael I can see King. why that never happened as well. Yeah. The, he doesn't even look like he's fit enough to play football. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm firmly in the camp of I, I agree. He's... I don't, not to say I agree with him not making a sub, because I think, I don't know if you... He, I think he sat there after 70 thinking, what do we do here? And he's probably looked to Ashley Cole and Paul Clement and thought, Lads, I'm I'm stuck for something here because yeah, it's quite obvious we need to get players on because after these are flagging, um, looked at a Wolby was flagging, Davis was flagging, Gray, couple of players Davis. on yellow cards as well. Yeah, exactly, McNeil. You know, it was the first time I looked at that team and I thought, you know what, probably could make five subs here <laughs> if we had five subs to make. Yeah, I think you know what he's he's been vindicated because we drew and he to a degree got away with it but it was a massive gamble to take. The easy swap would have been Alan for Davis, I think. Just that, I think that shows you blatantly obvious, though. Like, like, we don't want him involved anymore, do we? Yeah, that, that's it, isn't it? I don't like that, though. You know, when a, when a manager kind of like, I think, you know, if, if they've fallen out, I don't like it when a manager puts that ahead of what's best for the team. Cuts his nose and bites his face type of thing. Yeah, you know, as I said, he, he's got away with it there tonight because we did get the point and we did create chances right up to the end of the game, basically. So, the team has done its part there, but I just think it's too much of a gamble. And, you know, it kind of, if you have got the players there who can play in the positions you need them to, you've got to be using them. But anyway, yeah. he did get away with it. Um, another player who I want to pick up on, because he had a very frustrating performance, and it's like, it's pretty typical of him, because he, he has one good game, one shit game, and it's um, Damari Gray. He had a couple of nice touches, but was largely anonymous, and then he, he scored that goal that was weirdly flagged offside. My theory with this is, because people have been sort of comparing it to the Marcus Rashford one against Liverpool, because it, it's very, very similar. My theory is, I think because the linesman gave it as offside, it wasn't a clear and obvious error. With think, the the grey goal? Yeah, oh, I think because wow. the linesman's yeah. flagged, they said, OK, it's offside. You've looked at the VAR and gone... Yeah, I can see why he's given that offside. Like I think with the Man United point, didn't did he didn't get flagged, did he? 
No, he didn't get he didn't, he get, didn't flagged. get flagged. He looked at the VAR and went, that wasn't a clear and obvious error. Let's play him on side. It's stupid. And it just it just smacks of double standards and and you know and it just makes a mockery of the whole thing. But that's the only reason I can think of because the linesman flagged. They've given it. They've, they've given the linesman the benefit of the doubt and said, "Okay, his decision was fair enough," which is just dead shit, isn't it? Because in the, by the same token, they're saying, "Well, those marginal decisions they're going they're going to go in the favour of the attack of the season," and they've just like dropped that. It's it's a mess again, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying in in the fact that if we score and they immediately go, if he does flag it offside. And then it makes it it makes the decision for the VAR, doesn't it? Yeah. But when when that goes straight to VAR and he hasn't flagged it, oh, sorry, I, I I think that they could give us the benefit of the doubt there. Do you know I what think, I mean? I think they did. I know. Well, it's it, it, it. A lot of my mates messaged me straight away saying that looked like a carbon copy of uh, what Rashford did to them for United. Yeah where it's just too much of a fine line not to give the benefit of the doubt like they are supposed to, to the goal scorer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you're talking about shoulders and bloody colours of kits and all that crap, you know, that is when you're looking at it thinking, this is why this is shite. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that 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 should have gone in, in, in our way, that. Um, and then... You know, I think we banged on about it a little bit at the start of this pod, didn't we? But the Patterson one, I think he, he he'll go home having kittens tonight. That lad, yeah. despite the fact he was man of the match, <laughs> he deserves to score the goal in many ways. And he'll he'll be like, when I'm what ten yards outside the box, and if I just shoot that across the keeper, he's not getting anywhere near it. It's a goal. I think he there's not. A, I don't think how much fast being as negative towards him and say there was a panic. But he's just he's just thought hand in heart. I'm gonna belt this as hard as I can, and it so happens goes towards the keeper. It's not it's not people saying that oh, it's a wonderful save. Not a wonderful save. It's hit no. Adam. Um, this is like goes back to the Tim Howard debate in the World Cup in 2014, doesn't it? Sixteen <laughs> saves. Yeah, we've made a few that saved it. Now you've been here to the basically hit the ball at you for sixty minutes, ninety minutes, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was so devastated. I mean, I was having kids myself when he misses that. And then I, I sort of thought, we, we we do this often, don't we, Les? We do best. We say, yeah, uh, Bamford's got a winner written all over him because we've missed a chance like that and stuff. Yeah. Thankfully, it didn't go that way. Uh, I think uh, Pickford makes a nice little save as well towards the end and they have a shot. I, I think... save that, actually. He didn't, he didn't yeah. know much about it, but he just did enough to, you know, to keep it out. Well, I was going to say, getting it away from one of them following up because as soon as that happens, I generally look straight away thinking, yeah, someone's going to follow that up and slot it in. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I have to give massive, I say massive congratulations. I don't want to sound so um, hypocritical and, and maybe a little bit too, uh, I don't know, trying to make them feel a little bit happier than they are about themselves. But I, I look at the way a lot of those players defensively, we played, decided to go with the deep. Uh, back four, the players in front of them. I thought, oh, Nana, that was the best game we've had from him as well. Um, I mean, he was kicked a lot again. Yeah. Uh, and and I think he, he rose to the challenge. He, he gets his foot to the ball sometimes. And I think, how can he even possibly do that? Because he's such a big boy. 
Um, but you know, I, I was looking at did did I see the sort of green shoots of like uh, say if we go midfield three again if we're playing four at the back and go general four three three? Um, do I look at that and I see something between Awobi, Onana, and Davis? I don't know if I can go that far to critically um, or, or emphatically say that that is what we should be doing. I can see the merit in it, though, particularly against a side like this, where you've got three combative midfielders um, who, who are able to throw themselves about, who are able to have got the pace and the physicality to get about against against the midfield, but love to get involved, love to kick people, love to dominate. I looked tonight and I saw an aspect of that which does does make me feel positive about it. Um who we put in there and, and make the demand of the three. So I guess the question would be, oh, Nana's automatically in there. But then you look at, is Davis constantly going to be in there in that midfield three? Is a Wobie, is that where you act- actively want him all the time? I think a lot of people would say, yeah, to be a high percentage of fans who say, yeah, I want him in the midfield um, rather than putting out work. Because he's been that good for us and yeah. on an attacking threat as well. He can play in various roles. There's a versatility to how good the wobie has been doing for us this season and, and towards, obviously, the back end of last season. And then I look and think, when Decore's fit, do you go Decore, Awobi, Onana? And I'm thinking, that that's a gang of big boys. That, yeah. That's three lads. But then, where's the balance of it? Do you make sure Onana sticks in front of the back four? Who goes in as your DM? If it's just a gay ends up coming, which loads of people are saying he's on his way and he's waiting in the taxi outside Goodison now. Um, if if he comes back in, there, there are a lot of big questions for, for Lampard. But I think from what you said at the start there about not being a fan of the, the back five, I think if just a gay does end up coming back, the core comes in a bit. You're talking about four midfielders there that you take three off in order to not use a back five. Yeah. Which you know, I think is, is is quite the positivity for us. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Actually, I think especially if Garner comes, I think I think that's your midfield three. Then I think it's Garner, uh, Onana, and Iwobi for me. I just I just think Iwobi looks really good in that position. As we said, he didn't have his best game tonight, but I just think, as I said before, he, he keeps things ticking over in the middle there. And I think I think just from a team performance thing tonight was we sort of. We had the Elland Road crowd on our back and, you know, you, you said it's a tough place to go. It's a tough place to go for Everton. We very, very rarely get anything down there. Um, so, you know, to come away with a point tonight, a real sort of, I'm not going to say back to the wall performance because it was it was better than that. I just think it was actually a really good away performance. It's the sort of performance that, you know, teams will come to Goodison and frustrate us with. Um, I, just, I just think it was, it, it was a good performance and there was a lot, a lot of sort of, go into the next two games, not with confidence because it's Liverpool at home and Arsenal away, but again, don't feel too down about the fact that, you know, we're only on three points so far this season, I think, because there's a lot of mitigating circumstances that, you know, the, the manager's clearly not had the players he wants to play with. And um, We've had no one up front, you know, another, I, I don't know whether to blame the board, the Premier League, but probably both for this, the fact that Mopé couldn't play tonight because of the bloody bank holiday. It's just, that's pretty pathetic for me. Um, he, he should be playing tonight. That should have been sorted well in time for that to happen. But it's just in the next couple of days, uh, if we get you know the players we need and in the transfer window, which is debatable whether we will, I think there's enough there to build on. And we have been actually, you know, there's only one game we've not scored in, 
which if you'd have said that to me at the start of the season when we've got <laughs> a striker on the pitch that we'd scored in all our games, um, I'd, have, I'd have probably taken that. Just looking at Leeds, um, is there a more annoying manager in the league than Jesse Marsh? Not only for the fact that he wears jeans on the touchline, but th- that that point to his watch was just... It's cheesy as it gets, isn't it? I know. I think, I think I'm not speaking for them, but I think there'll be many Leeds fans who'll be like, yeah, can't really stand this lad for much longer. At some point, they'll say that, even though they've started well. Um, when he's, he's just, oh, I mean, it just looks like proper NFL, bloody, yeah, I don't know, NBA manager type of shit that he's doing. Um, he's screaming all the way down. The, 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 when there was a bit a scrap on the touchline as well, he was trying to get involved in that. And like, I don't know, it just looks so, so cheesy to me. I mean, fair, fair play for the fella taking that job. But I think if he'd have known as much about everyone else in England knows about Leeds, then he wouldn't have gone near taking the Leeds job. No, because I, I know so many of their fans will be like, what are you doing, mate? How are you our manager? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but f- fair play to them. He's done well. You know, the, the lad they've got, he, we, we kept him quiet tonight. Um, What's his name? Anderson, is it? Or and- Andros? Yeah, Anderson. Yeah, um, he, yeah, he's he been good, so he? bad this season. We did well to keep him quiet today, I thought. Um, and yeah, it was he, he was hard to watch. But it was really entertaining. And look, I'm not I'm not pushing towards American uh, soccer players or managers. By the way, I, I just in, in terms of being an opposition manager against us today, I was like really, really irritated by him. He's a bit of a caricature, isn't he? Yeah, he is a little bit, and it's like. You know, I, I honestly have no problem at all because I've started watching the MLS a lot, really, and it's grown a lot as well. So fair play to him for actually being offered the job and taking the job yeah. and doing the job well, kept them up. You know, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever, really. But yeah, the um, the cheese side of it is something that like I, I can't I can't put up with too long. It, was, it was a bit too theatrical, wasn't it? I just, I just really hope I'm not insulting Rob Vera, by the way, which I'm sure I'll find out because he often listens and comes on the uh, post-match and he's doing uh, the remainder of the transfer window as well up, up till um, Thursday night. So I hope I'm not insulting him and any other Everton USA fans because we love the bones of them and, and it's great to see them and getting them involved and all that. We're not insulting them, just the one who... Uh, oh, yeah. He's just... He's just a dead annoying fella. That's all. Yeah. That's all there is. Oh, listen, all there is really. I, I, I'll, I'll give you ten a penny of the ones that are even from Merseyside. They're just dead annoying fellas as well. <laughs> the one, the one that manages Aston Villa that we played one of them. What's that? The one that manages Aston Villa is one of them. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he's the worst of them. But yeah, there's, there's no place for denim on the touchline. Um, one more thing about the, the performance tonight <laughs> was Leeds were like, Leeds were being Leeds and getting stuck into us. The crowd were getting behind them and getting a bit gnarly. Um, when there were a few flashpoints, Cody and Tarkovsky were flying in and breaking it up and getting involved, which was lovely to see because it's one of those things we've said over the past few years, isn't it? You know, there's not enough not enough players who prepare to sort of get stuck in and back the teammates up and, you know, yeah. get into the aggro. And they, the two of them looked well up for it, didn't they, tonight? And I think, you know, if we get Mope in the squad, there's quite a few little knocks in there. Which can't be a bad thing for us, for me. Oh no! I mean, as long as the uh, as long as they're not walking a tightrope like they yeah. uh, after that stupid thing he did. This I mean, I, he didn't deserve a yellow card for it whatsoever. 
But I, when people are saying that to me, like, that wasn't a yellow, that shouldn't have been a yellow. I'm like, well, he, if he just didn't do it, he wouldn't have got a yellow. It was it's just stupid, wasn't silly. it? I just thought it was really silly from a lad who should know better. Um, but thankfully, it didn't It didn't cost him. Although I did look at him at times thinking, yeah, he probably would have thrown his foot in there and he, he couldn't because he'd go. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. I think us making, making us physically bigger, uh, intimidating players... I like I said about O'Nana, he's just he's, he's just such an athlete, that lad, I think. Um and he gets kicked and he gets up and he carries on and I like that. Yeah. But Gordon having getting it like head to head with that Muppet that they had at right back. Um and Tarkovsky sprinted out from our own <laughs> from our own byline, just went yeah. right just pushed him away. Um and and just properly got involved. In Cody's that type of lad as well. I know he ended up over there after that, but Tarkovsky to just put his head down and sprint and say, "Come ahead, let's have it." That that's fantastic to see. And like you say, I think that's like that's traditional Everton to me. Look, I don't want us being idiots like the thing I just described there with Davis. I don't want us being stupid and throwing into needless battles where we're getting yellows for no reason whatsoever for taking our heads or you know someone being losing the plot or whatnot. But I want us to properly stand up for ourselves. Yeah. And I think we saw that at the, the, the top Premier League ground, which is notoriously uh, made its living for doing that very thing. And we yeah. matched it tonight. So yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was really happy with that. And again, that's, that's something we need to take into the weekend's game. We won't dwell too much on that um, because we'll be doing a lot of talking about it in the week. But well, there's um, where you've got to do it sensibly, Les, for this weekend. Um, you know, you can't... You can you can't just let it boil over. Well, you can let it boil over to an extent because you, I think referees these days and dare I say it, are a little bit more intelligent when they see Merseyside derbies and Manchester derbies and whatnot. You know they won't just throw a yellow or a red immediately because things have boiled over. They just basically as quick as they can try and calm everything down and just just keep the way within that it's a derby, things like this will happen where they won't in other games. Yeah. Um, if you have a referee that does that this weekend, then, then great. And Yeah, I'm all for them. You saw today, I think a perfect example from Tarkovsky coming out and doing that. It was nowhere near him being punished with a card or even a talking to. It was the referee basically saying, calm down, just everyone calm down, can you? And he did. And it was just a sensible approach of... Yeah. Keeping the back of his own of his own teammates, that's exactly what you've got to do in a Merseyside derby. Otherwise, you start looking at silly red cards and silly yellows. Yeah, and and hopefully we'll have a referee who sort of performed like the two referees have in our last two games. I thought they've been decent. I think they've let the they've let the play flow on. They haven't been mad with the cards. There's there's been some tackles that last season probably would have been fouls. Not this season. I think they've done really well in the last two games. I think I think the games have been noticeably better for it. Correct, and there'd be no bias as well, you know. Yeah. Just, again, that that game at Leeds, it's so it's such an easier night for a referee if they give them the benefit of the doubt on most 50-50s, on most tackles. Oh, that's a bad foul! It's a Leeds free kick rather than giving anything. I think you'll see if there'll be somebody with the stats out there won't won't be showing what like that 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 old myth about well, say myth the thing that happened at Old Trafford when Ferguson was there. That they'd always get like eighty percent of referee indecisions and all that crap. Yeah. You could imagine that being the same at most grounds that referees go to. The home ground, 
ones where they want he wants to keep quiet if possible. So it'll take a lot for him to give what he would easily give for the home side. Um, and today I thought I thought he managed it perfectly fair and and reasonable. So you know what, you've got to give credit where it's due as much as we slate referees all season long. That that fella deserves credit for that, and I hope he gets another decent game because he he looked like a brand new ref. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's. I mean, that's all you can ask, isn't it? You know, you come away yeah. the and you can't remember what he's called. Perfect, because you haven't been screaming his name for ninety minutes. You don't know his name when you finish. You know he's done a good job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 all they're there to do. Just be anonymous and let the yeah. game. Um, but yeah, I think overall tonight, you know, a, a good point. Take these last two games in isolation, and it's two decent points that for us, particularly in the circumstances, as I said before, of you know, Lampard having to mix things up and maybe not having the team. He really wants to play, especially with the um, the striker situation. Um, we'll leave it there for tonight, then. So we'll have yeah, we'll have some. Yeah, so, oh, the one thing I did want to mention about into when I was saying this at the start that I thought it was a bit embarrassing from the Everton admin team that he didn't realise he needs to get Mopey signed oh, on Friday because of bank holiday yesterday. Just as bad as it was for the Premier League, you know, to allow it, like Lampard said in his uh, interview, really yeah. silly, but. Um, you know, I think that he'll he'll have an extra chip on his shoulder. Mopai Boney when his debut is going to be against Liverpool in a Merseyside derby. So fair play. Let's hope that he um, he comes along with the reputation that he's got of being someone that will absolutely get involved as often as he can. Don't be stupid, Neil, and take a red card on your first game just to prove anything. But um, I don't know. Do you start him or don't you? Because I mean, I'd throw him straight in for Greg if it was me. Yeah, um, just on him, just quickly with the uh, the club admin, he've had a shocker three times with him. Now, so he didn't sign him in time, and then the uh, the social team spelled his name N E I L on the uh, <laughs> on the, on the video and actually put the wrong Twitter handle up from someone who's account suspended. So, uh, <laughs> had a great start in that respect for him. Like, but yeah, I'd, I'd throw him straight in on Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's not he's not particularly big. He's not a target man. But he'll have more awareness of how to play yeah. up front, how to hold the ball, Proper. how to wrap up centre guards than Gordon McNeil or Gray. I drop yeah. one of McNeil or Gray for him, I think. Yeah. Um, but like like owner, like social at the moment, isn't it? With that sort of that sort of crap right. Oh to be fair, though, mate, if we'd have done that in our job, we'd be getting sticks all over the place, wouldn't we? Exactly. People saying we shouldn't have hard jobs if you're making stupid mistakes like that. Rookie mistakes, but um let, let, look, let's listen. I hope they're still making those mistakes in the next two days, Les, because it'll mean we've actually signed some other players. Yeah. Do we still need it? But yeah, tonight, much more positive. Should have got three points, but the main focus I'm going along with is that Everton turned up tonight at a tough away game. Unbeaten in two aways is something that I don't think many of us could have thought was going to happen. So let, let, let's take it like that with a pinch of salt and crack on and hopefully we get our first three points because the next two are not getting any easier, are they? Liverpool at home and then the league leaders Arsenal the week after. Um, if we if we take three points, well, if we just take three points in the next two games, I'd absolutely bite your head off right now. 100%, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah getting anything out of these two games is going to be tough. Um, but yeah, we'll, oh, we'll... If we come out unbeaten in these next two games, then... Oh. Give Frank give Frank a new contract as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, give him an apology treatment. Give him eight years. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be well happy with anything from these next two. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's slow and steady progress. See what happens over the next two days. 
and see where we are at the weekend. Yeah, um, I'll just remind everyone as well that there's going to be bags of stuff on that. I think. Yeah. Um, Matt and Rob obviously love doing the uh, transfer stuff on all of our content. Obviously, they're going to be heavily involved. I think they've done one today as well. It's already out on the transfer window, obviously, on Thursday night. There'll be some sort of uh, event, hopefully, because we'll have signed some players. There'll definitely be reaction from from uh, most of us across the Blue Room on Thursday. So make sure you stay tuned for all of that. Yeah, and we are doing mailbag in person on Saturday morning before the derby. Don't know. I might do that live on YouTube if I can. Um, but the logistics of that are always a bit of a nightmare. But we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, there will be beer involved on Saturday morning anyway. Um, cheers, Dave. Nice one for no that. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, as Dave said, decent results away from home. Team showed a lot of character. Um, see where we get to in this transfer window. We'll catch you soon on the Blue Room up the top of these. Sports Social Podcast Network.